And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. And again, for the second week in a row, Matt, our worlds really are meeting. The worlds of Twitch and the world of YouTube. We're in two places at once again. We are. I, indeed. Yes, last week was uh, was pretty good. Pretty good yeah, in, yeah. in terms of like the, the multi-streaming thing. It worked pretty well. People seem to like it. We even got some super chats there. Again, I see A. Yeah. Carter in the chat. Hello. I see uh, B. Black, which is, of course, Danny Blackston, Space Lord, Noel, Lucier. We got we got all our friends. We got all the warriors. We got them all. We got everyone hanging out with us. Uh, again, you know, as you said, it was a success last week, so we're probably going to try and keep doing it as we move on to the future there. Uh, as far as the podcast on my channel... Uh, this is supposed to be an off week, but again, I just don't freaking know what's happening. I was talking to Matt before we started. <laughs> Numbers were good this week when I uploaded the show. I don't know. It was because we had a new thumbnail. It was because there was better books. I don't know. Yeah, I, again, uh, numbers were up on my channel. And like, as I said, I was looking through my analytics for this time last year. And it seems to be about this time, you know, June, July is when it starts sort of starts going up, starts going up a little bit. Yeah, it's like, is this the lull before, you know, the big everything uh, comes back for summer event season? Hell, uh, yeah, I, I imagine uh, your biggest market is probably my biggest market, too, and that is America. Hello, mm -hmm. American friends. Are more American people just getting out now? Are they getting out again because they're <laughs> vaccinated? Could that be something? <laughs> that could be it. Yeah, that could be it. Damn it. You know, this cure for this, you know, horrible pandemic really hurt me in the wallet. <laughs> <laughs> If only people could continue to cower inside and watch Cape Joel video after Cape Joel video. <laughs> That's what I would really like is all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, how's your week been, Matt? Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, I, 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 we couldn't do the show yesterday because I had a last minute call into work. Mm. Um, so I had to go do that. But other than that, I've been sort of playing some video games. I've been watching uh, nice. a lot of anime as well, cool. using up my Anime Lab subscription there. There you go. Uh, watching some of that, uh, the new season of uh, My Hero Academia. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Again, I, I still need to finish the first season. Back when no <laughs> new comics was coming out, I watched everything except for the, the, the last. I watched the first episode of The Last Arc. I'm like, I'm going to come back to this. And then comics started up again, and I didn't. <laughs> so, you know, again, I, I don't know if they ever, uh, what is it, made it uh, out of that major training facility. I don't know. No, they did. They did. <laughs> they they did. Oh, gee, spoiler alert for what? Something that's like, like eight no, years they're, old. They're still they're still in there because it's all been filler up until then. <laughs> yeah, in this movie theater, Matt, they're still trapped in there and will be for a long time. Oh <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah, I've been trying to catch up on stuff too. Uh, my Law and Orders had big season finales. Uh, Final Space had its penultimate episode this <laughs> week. Uh, haven't watched the new Legends yet, but I'm planning to uh loki starts what is it in like two days on like the ninth we get loki yeah well it starts for me tomorrow night ah that's right because of the time difference and everything yeah oh and there's that sweet tooth show too which i haven't started yet but it, i plan to. I, I finished it last night it's wonderful oh. right it's on wonderful. now did you, now did you read the book i haven't no 
That's interesting. Yeah, I'm starting a new thing now, watching shows where I didn't read the book, and we'll talk more about that uh, later on when we get into a news topic. It's funny. I don't know if you saw it, but Jeff Lemire on Instagram, he put out like a little uh, email there. I think it was like from 2017 or something Mm -hmm. where he was clearly talking to some industry bigwig who's saying there, you know, no one's going to want to watch a show about a dear boy, Jeff, and no one is certainly going to make it flash forward to now. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, I bet that guy's uh, kicking himself. Yeah. And uh, yes, the chat, the uh, what is it? The third season of Final Space is out. It's almost over, in fact. It was the penultimate episode this week. Nice. Final Space is great, FYI, chat. If you're not watching, it's a great, uh, what is it, spiritual successor to sci-fi comedies like Futurama, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, uh, good shit. So, uh, yeah, that's what my week has been. I've been plodding along in uh, Mass Effect, uh, the Legendary Edition, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where are you up to? Uh, was I just got off, uh, what is it, the Citadel, because I'm recording my play sessions. I'm recording it in 30-second chunks because I do plan on putting it up at some point. Okay, okay. I I just got off the Citadel after doing all the side missions and collecting all the teammates and everything. And it's funny, they they introduced me to a system that I had no idea was in this. And it's like, okay, so go find uh, Dr. Liara Chisoni. Easy enough. I'll go over here. Oh, there's a bunch of planets here. Am I just supposed to check everyone? (laughs) Yep, I am supposed to check everyone. Yeah, sometimes they'll have some uh, things on it. Sometimes they won't actual real space exploration there and everything mm-hmm. i fought the thresher mob i got to drive the mako for the first time and i'm like oh yeah all i remember people saying is how bad the mako sucked oh it's better but it's still not great oh, which means it must bad. have been really bad before yeah oh it's still terrible wow again you can see why they ditched that super quick for the two sequels well they ditched it in number two but then they brought it back in a dlc where you get like a like a hovercraft mako oh sort of yeah thing for a dlc I vaguely remember this. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, here's Tevye now. We were just saying Tevye. Oh, Tevye's not here when we started. We hope he's okay. <laughs> he's usually always the first in line. <laughs> uh, yeah. You were also totally right too, Matt. I hope because E3 starts soon. I hope they do announce that uh, they're doing a Dragon Age Legendary Collection too. Yeah, yeah. I, I really want to play one of them now. Because I'm like, man, when Bioware's good, they're really fucking good, aren't they're they? They're really good, yeah. And also, too, Dragon Age 1 is really rough around the edges and could use a new coat of paint. I'd argue as well, number 2 does as well. Eh, true enough, in a lot of ways. Yeah, they're just on oh. that edge just before like games started like getting yep. where you could start playing them now and they'd still look pretty good. Hella, uh, if I recall, the console version of Dragon Age 2 was like really buggy for a lot of those new mm-hmm. systems back yep. in the day. Yep. So it'd be nice to see them fix that up and everything. And also just so much DLC because they made so much DLC for those games. They made, yeah. And oh, I remember that they had that weird like thing where like the DLC was in the game if you didn't have it, but you couldn't yeah. access it. Oh yeah, that was a dirty, dirty yeah. trick. Hey, here's the old warden base over in that direction. Probably yeah. some fun adventure over there. Five dollars, please. Yeah, can't go down that path. You need, there was like that thing that stopped you. Yeah, there, I think it was a lot more than five dollars to it. it oh, was like yeah, fifteen oh, yeah, American. Yeah. <laughs> B Black in the chat, Danny Black say, "How about that Yuffie game coming out?" Oh yeah, that's right. There's more Final Fantasy remake yes. coming out too, isn't there? Very excited for that. I've because uh, I think we can upgrade if you got it on the PlayStation Plus subscription, which I, I did. Can, you can upgrade it to the new version if you got a PS5, which I'm looking forward oh, to doing. Which so I, don't. I get like Yuffie and all of that. Nice. Yeah, I'll have to try that. I forgot that it's like, oh, yeah, they gave uh, 
Final Fantasy VII Remake free, and I haven't had a chance to play yet because I haven't had time to devote to a big RPG, but I hope I will soon. It's funny because I was like looking it all up the other day, and um, one of the things in when the game first came out, people were talking about there was this door in in the game which was like horribly rendered like it looked horrible <laughs> and they fixed it in this new version everyone's going oh, crazy it's like good. oh it looks like an actual door i can see the wood grain now we fixed the door <laughs> uh the, the thing that blew my mind is uh one of the guys i follow who's like way way bigger into final fantasy than i am mm-hmm. brought up that apparently in this new game there's going to be something involving uh what is it deep ground in the villains from dirge of cerberus i'm like fuck off really in the yuffie dlc i'm like well i guess the timeline adds up <laughs> and uh, speaking of uh final fantasy i actually picked up the final fantasy online yesterday because oh, it yeah, was like ridiculously like you could get like the base game plus all its expansions for like 20 bucks that's funny because i told you i took the dive on that when i was bored mm-hmm. and wanted something to play before i got le- i uninstalled it when i installed legendary edition that's funny i walk out you walk in <laughs> well i bought it for pc but i know there is cross play so we should do something with that yeah, there would definitely be some fun with there. I, uh, I, well, I played it a little bit last night because I had to let it install, and I, of I, course, I, I yeah. quite enjoy it. Quite enjoy it. Yeah, I enjoyed what I liked, too. I'm like, yeah, this actually feels like an MMORPG I could probably get into. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of, remember when we all played Guild Wars 2 back in the day? Yeah, Guild Wars 2 was great. It was, it really was. Uh, again, I looked back on that, too. I'm like, oh, they came up with a bunch of DLC and a bunch of classes. Oh, shit, should I get in there? Oh, crap, I don't remember any of my information, Logins. even though... <laughs> yeah, even though that was a very cool game where it's like, look, it's an MMO, you pay for it, you get to play it forever, and, you know, we'll charge you a couple extra for, you know, like, cosmetics and stuff here and there. I'm like, that's a good system. Yeah. And also, too, because it's Guild Wars, and they're like, yo, our first Guild Wars was out for, like, what, forever? So we think we have a built-in enough fan base to do this again? Maybe, they're, hopefully, they'll do, like, a new one, because I know, like, I recently saw it on Steam or some some server, some uh, platform, and it didn't, like, the graphics aren't too good now. No, but it was very playable, was the thing. It, it was, felt it good to play. Was. Yeah. And there was a lot of, like, actual story and cutscene and, like, a mm-hmm. lot of, like, difference depending on what you picked, which I really yeah. enjoyed. Yeah. That was good shit. <laughs> Chat saying there, God of War Ragnarok got delayed to 2022. Yeah, that's about right, as it should be. For quality, I'm willing to wait. Yes, and of course, all the people blamed the female writer uh, at, at Santa Monica Studio there. Because yeah, she why? has an online pl- presence. <laughs> How, how does that happen? Funny when the internet is predictable as fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what, everyone? That's enough game talk. Now, I imagine Matt and I will probably do this again when E3 happens. When's E3? Is it this week? This is weekend. Next week? This weekend. Okay, we, I think we've shit. got a show right on the day it finishes. Uh, that happened last year, or something. too. Yeah, so we can definitely talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that happened last year, too, where it's like, oh, shit, uh, E3's done. Time to do the show. And obviously, we had, you know, so much fun talking about it, which I'm yeah. sure we will. Absolutely. So... So yeah, with that out of the way, I guess we can hop into the actual news from this week, and there's a nice little smattering to be found. There is. Uh, our, our, uh, we start off this week in the world of X-Men. Jonathan Hickman, he had stuff to say about his brand new uh, X-Men event that's going to be starting soon. I, I thought it was a book, but they're making it sound like it's an event, and that is, of course, Inferno 
which uh, if you read the Mystique uh, story from X-Men 20 a couple weeks ago, they said that it's all basically heading in this direction. And hey, look, yep. it's a big fancy poster that looks like the posters we got for Hawks and Pox. Yeah, yeah. I, again, I imagine we're going to get an Inferno main book and all of the uh, the the books surrounding it are just going to tie into it. I'll be interested to see how they run this. Will they run it like they ran X of Swords, where it goes through every book and you have to pick up every single one to follow the story? Or do it like they're doing Hellfire Gala now, which I actually quite enjoy, where it's like, look, if you want to follow the main story, read Marauders. You want to see how the party affects, you know, all your favorite books? Pick up that issue. Just know that this is all happening at the same time. Yeah, I I just read uh, the Marauders book because I'm going to cover it on my channel just before Mm. this. And it it was it was a delight. It is. They've all been delightful. I love that it's a big X-Men event where no one's fighting and dying. Well, okay, there's a little of that, but ultimately it's all just built around everyone having a fun party. Yeah, yeah. There should be more events like this where it's like, yeah, we went away to summer camp. We had fun for a week. It's really funny as well when you compare, like, you've got this, like, oh, it's a nice, fun, uh, wholesome event compared to, like, issue 20 of that x-men book where like mm-hmm. uh charles and eric basically lied to mystique and yep. like no we're not going to bring back destiny at all <laughs> death misery the end of the yeah. world orchis winning yeah it's a beautiful palate cleanser isn't it yeah and it's also like in sword as well when they had that meeting with cortez and they're like just hey we've got a gala to to deal with you're off the team now please go away you're not important anymore it's like yeah yep. wow <laughs> Thank you, uh, Brandon Williams, for the subscription. Always appreciate it. I guess looking at this uh, image here, does anything stick out to you specifically? We see Mystique standing right by uh, Magneto, who's back in his black uh, classic black costume, which looks Mm -hmm. like he's going to be donning for Trial of Magneto. That's happening before this. Yep. Um, There's uh, obviously like a bunch of dead mutants, uh, like Polaris and Havoc and Wolverine, Gambit, Gray. Yep. Yeah, they all look like they're dead, which, hmm, interesting, considering that we've defeated death. We can also see uh, Xavier and Moira sitting on the same bench from mm-hmm. Hawks and Pox, only, ooh, look, they're looking away from each other now, like they're at odds with each other. Yeah, it kind of makes sense as well. Again, going back to issue 20 with that ending where it was like Moira kind of put forth that she was sort of like a break glass in case of emergency yep. sort of thing. <laughs> Uh, Bay the Blood Moon Hunter is actually quite prominently uh, featured here, which is interesting because mm-hmm. a lot of those other Exosword uh, Erico characters kind of faded away. But not her, though. She's here to stay. Yeah, there's one in uh, in Sword uh, who, who took right. the place of Cortez and she's been like murdering her way through the galaxy and everything. But yeah, right on. Also, too, Magic and Bishop seem to be the two like biggest images on the page which is interesting i'm like wait are they saying that they're actually going to do something big and important in this store did the artist just really <laughs> want to draw these two yeah I, d- I don't know maybe yeah obviously this won't be coming for a while this won't be coming till september so we have time to wait for this one we got some build up yeah we got some build up here and again we got that whole trial of magneto too which i don't know if that's going to be a story in a bunch of books or just in the main x-men book oh i have a feeling it's going to affect quite a few books he, he's kind of all over the place like he's involved with sword i mm-hmm. uh, he pops up every now and then in all the other books because of the kite council and yep he's at the party dressed like willy wonka's pimp yep 
<laughs> Seriously, like everyone's at 10, but Magneto's like, no, 11. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make a statement. <laughs> I need to make a re- Everything is a power move with me, Eric Lencher, and that is even dressing in the loudest, most blinding shit. <laughs> Oh, don't worry. I am going to cover Captain America eventually. It keeps getting pushed down the pile. There's a lot of books I want to cover. I want to cover that, which I know it's ending soon. So if I end up having to do both issues back to back, I will. And uh, same with the Miles clone saga and everything else. There's just there's just too many books now. Luckily, I have made some cuts, though. I cut Teen (laughs) Titans Academy and I cut Crime Syndicate. So there's room now. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. Again, I don't fucking know. (laughs) I say that, and then they keep coming out with new shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's uh, X-Men Inferno for you, everyone. Uh, as the chat said, I hope there's not too many allusions to the original Inferno. I don't remember reading that one. Yeah, I think this is much like Secret Wars. I think this is just in name only. Yeah, yeah. Much like Heroes Reborn. Yeah, yeah. that we're just going to take the name because it's good. Yeah. And it is good. Uh, moving on from there, we got some convention news, something we haven't talked about in a very long time. And in fact, uh, I only found this out myself uh, because I know some people who are putting in for press for this. But apparently New York Comic Con, the second biggest con in the world, arguably, and probably the biggest con that you can actually go to because ain't no one fucking getting to San Diego. <laughs> well, they had the, that the San Diego Comic Con. Do you remember that? Remember how everyone remembered that that was happening that weekend? Yeah. How about that? But uh, yeah, New York Comic Con is actually going to be open this October. They're actually doing it this time. Again, I'm sure they're doing it, but with all the different like uh, criteria, you're probably going to be checking your temperature, masks and everything. But they are going to be doing it. So this looks to be the first really giant con that's coming back. Well, we'll, we'll again, we'll see, because I think we kind of said the same thing about San Diego Comic Con. Until and, it uh, did. And, and yeah, it just ended up being like a complete mess. Yeah, so, I mean, hopefully that doesn't happen, because I know some people who are fully vaccinated and very excited. Mm-hmm. This, this also, this also is on the predication that, like, there isn't another flare-up of it. Yeah, that there's not another massive spike or anything. And America's been doing good, because they've slowly but surely been getting more people immunized. And, you know, it's good that they're doing this in a coastal city, too, so even mm-hmm. more reason. Yep. So, I mean, more power to everyone. Hopefully it goes off without a hitch, and hopefully we don't hear a couple months later, oh, no, it was actually a super spreader event. Fuck. (laughs) Yeah. That's the last thing we want. Oh, is the chat saying, too, apparently C2E2 in Chicago is open as well. Interesting. So that's, like, the third biggest one, like, close third. Awesome. Never been to C2E2. Always wanted to. Looks like a lot of fun. That's where a lot of the big actual comic book news is broken. Yeah, yeah. In New York, you usually get, like, you know, TV shows and movies and basically the spillover from San Diego, mm-hmm. which is much more entertainment-based and everything. But C2E2 and Emerald City, I love because those are the two shows where they actually break the real comic news. Yeah, yeah. Now, another interesting thing about this New York Comic Con, and I, you and I talked about this, you know, like a year ago when all of this shit went down. And that is, you know, how will all these at-home Comic Cons, all these digital streaming things change conventions when they actually start back up again and we actually do now new york comic-con is offering a thing where for like a reasonable price i don't know how much it is but you know basically you can pay a small fee and you can digitally watch their main stage for the entire show so you can basically watch every panel at home now that's pretty cool 
that is good. So if you can't make it, if you're in another country, or if you even just don't feel safe, you can kind of get the con experience at home, which honestly, this is shit they should have been doing years ago. Yeah, yeah, I can understand, though, like, um, the whole exclusivity of, like, cons, like, oh, you can only see this in Hall H or something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I can understand, like, now and, like, more than ever, they need to kind probably do this sort of stuff you're right exclusivity was for the longest time their last true great selling point because it's like look you want to buy nerdy merchandise you can do that online look you want to do cosplay you can do that anywhere now you don't have to come to a special place yearly to do it and even the panel thing where it's like when everyone's got a freaking phone in their pocket yeah yeah well again that's the thing like every san diego comic-con you'd always get someone Mm -hmm. leaking something yep you know, back in my day, we watched grainy cell phone video of the big trailers, hell, and that's how we liked it. Hell, I remember seeing a leaked uh, first trailer for Iron Man 1, which I think mm. you can still actually find on YouTube. That's good. That's yeah. good. That takes And it was, like, back. presented that's... by John Favreau and everything. That's a, that's a warm feeling, I tell yeah. you what. <laughs> my favorite ones is they're like, hey, everyone, now don't film this. <laughs> <laughs> they do then everyone's phone goes up yeah <laughs> everyone's phone go don't film this though wink <laughs> <laughs> yeah god willing uh australia and canada will get their convention scenes up again after two years away uh, i certainly miss it and i miss interacting with the fans and everyone and i miss getting picked out of a crowd that was always fun oh our conventions have been going since the start of the year but they've been like terrible because obviously like um like there was one i was going to go to one in april and i'm like okay well then like who who's there who's like going to be going and it's like oh it's this person from lord of the rings and it's basically like people who are already in country and i'm like local people so like barely anyone because <laughs> no one can come because you know we gotta really take border security seriously and you're right when they start up here again could very well be like that you're absolutely right matt you know new york comic-con c2e2 have this added you know benefit of that being like oh celebrities live here anyway yeah and they probably want to make some money too so there you go (laughs) shit i should really try and uh what does it sell myself to the local cons look you may not have a-list celebrities but you've got (laughs) z-list youtube celebrities and i will work twice as hard for half as much (laughs) well we were gonna pay you nothing and i will work twice as hard for that nothing Mark my words, I'll do it for a hot dog and a handshake, but we'll give you a handshake, okay? (laughs) And I will not look you in the eye when I shake your hand. I would not expect it. (laughs) But yeah, so good con news. You know, the con's returning. Nature is healing. Yeah. In its own, own weird way. Uh, What else do we got after that? Ooh, some big news uh, from the world of Marvel Comics. Of course, if you follow Matt and myself, we've been saying for a while now, who who will take the ring, uh, the reins of both the Venom book and the Immortal Hulk book? Because obviously both Al Ewing and Donny Cates have had legendary runs, completely breathed fresh life into these books. And we've mm-hmm. said many times, boy, I don't want to be the guy to have to follow these two amazing acts. Mm-hmm. to my shock and surprise though matt what ended up happening <laughs> they ended up just trading books <laughs> they ended up trading which honestly is probably the best idea that they could possibly have had look you know these are incredibly hard acts to follow hey al hey donnie let's just trade and they did <laughs> and yeah it, it looks pretty good because we're going to be getting obviously donnie cates doing hulk mm. uh with ryan oddly and yep. al ewing and and ram v doing venom 
Yeah, which is quite interesting. Uh, and Hitch is going to be doing the art on that, which I would not mm. be expecting Brian Hitch to draw a Venom book, but he is. Yeah, yeah, he is. Venom, obviously, is going to be going in a more cosmic direction, as we all assumed it was after, you know, yeah. Venom became the new king in black the, basically. the new null yeah basically the new null yeah so he's gonna be doing a bunch of space stuff a lot of people have already jumped to the conclusion oh so venom's probably gonna be involved in last annihilation and all this other stuff now that he's yeah. a cosmic player i could see that yeah i could see it too and you know good good for eddie onward and upward i'm wondering though um as well just again talking about sword because the the mutants have been getting involved in like galactic powers like they ended the snark war so they'd have like like people uh from from that race in their pocket and everything i wonder if they'll get like involved in like uh the symbiotes and be like okay we get some symbiote like favors happening quite possibly tevy saying oh so he's space knight now yes the last time venom was a cosmic book was uh what is it flash thompson <laughs> yeah. venom space knight they'll probably make reference to that i wouldn't be shocked yeah so that's definitely gonna happen and uh donny kate's on hulk the book is just called hulk now and it's being heralded as a kind of return to form which on one hand it's like yeah that was bound to happen and on the other hand are you really going to put all that green door stuff away? It feels like you kind of can't put the genie back it's, in the bottle. It's Donny Cates. He's, he's going he's gonna to embrace that shit. I know he said he, he didn't want to tell anyone what, what's happening, but he said one word, and that was smastronaut. <laughs> okay, so they're all going to space now, huh? Yeah, I don't know what like that obviously means, but yeah, that's intriguing. <laughs> Smashtronaut. Okay, I'm. Di <laughs> is the Hulk the Smashtronaut, or is someone else astronauting to is, where he's smashing is, is to Hulk find him? Going to become like the Marvel Universe's Elon Musk and create like <laughs> space space Hulk flights or something? Hulk build rocket. Actually, Hulk just hurl rocket yeah, into space. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, need he just, fuel. He just sits them in the chair and hurls them into space. Yeah. <laughs> wow, this is so much cheaper than having a government space program. Wow, why didn't we think of this years ago? <laughs> But yeah, so this is pretty cool. Otley on art is interesting too. Hopefully he can be more consistent with this and actually draw more of the book than he has been drawing Spider-Man recently. Yeah. yeah, he's been like every other book of Spider-Man, every other page or something. Remember when everyone was so excited, like, oh, we got the Invincible guy. He's going to be drawing Spider-Man yeah. sometimes. Yeah, maybe. We don't know. <laughs> Again, his work is good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, I hate waiting for it yeah so so yeah here we go we finally got the question that's been on the tip of our tongue forever how are they going to follow up these two series this is how yep which you know works for me absolutely i'll definitely be picking up both of these again it was the best part is we get to keep reading hulk and keep reading venom <laughs> we don't have to stop no absolutely because very easily, if they had come out with pitches we didn't like after these legendary runs, we could have both been, you know, justified in being like, yeah, I'll wait. Well, again, I think Marvel knew that. I think Marvel knew that. Like, how, how are we going to follow up on these two great events? Well, we'll just switch the writers. Like, not only do we have a great Hulk book, we have a Hulk book that was outselling Batman at a point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which has got to be such an amazing feather in their cap. And we have a Venom book that is getting better reviews than like Avengers and other shit. Like mm -hmm. people are actually excited about Venom yeah. again. Yeah, and, f and for like good reasons as well. Not just he beats people up. Is like, He's yeah. a good character now. He's, he actually has character development done to him. Yeah, like, not uh, not ironic, like, yo, we love Venom because he's so fucking hardcore. No, we love Venom because he's a tortured father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
and everything else. So that's cool. I'm excited for both of those. Yeah. Uh, moving on there to some movie news. Issa Rae is joining the cast of uh, Spider-Verse 2. Again, subtitle pending. I'm sure there'll be a subtitle to it. <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse again. <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse. Can you believe we Spider-Versed another time? <laughs> Uh, no one has confirmation on who she's playing, but everyone is pretty sure that she's going to be playing some version of Spider-Woman. Yeah, kind of makes sense, yeah. Again, I say some version because it's multiversal, so maybe she's playing Jessica Drew, maybe she's playing any other number of Spider-People. Absolutely. Sounds cool. The first one was great and has a lot to live up to. Definitely, definitely. I, I am intrigued to see what they're going to do with this in terms of, like, because obviously that first one had all those different art styles for... Yeah, the different yeah. Spider-Man. So, like, how are they going to change that up? Yeah, what's uh, her raison d'etre going to be? Also, thank you, uh, B. Black, Danny Blackson, for reminding us there that uh, she was in the show Insecure. I was going to say, where do we know her from? Because I don't think I've seen her in anything. Thank you for mentioning something I, she's been in. I've seen ads for that show, but I haven't seen that show. Well, the chat seems to like it, so there we go. <laughs> it must be a good show. Must be a good show, then, if it's got penetration in our audience. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, and I'm sure this will be the first of many announcements of new spider people that we're going to have. Absolutely. Do, we already have some, don't we? Don't, we know um, is Oscar Isaac going to be back as Miguel O'Hara. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess he would have to be, wouldn't he? Because that was the sequel tease. He's the, the tease at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we got that. We got Spider-Woman. I'm sure there's any number of spider people. They're probably going to bring Gwen back because, you know, they seem oh, to want to spin Gwen off into her own movie. And she yeah. had the closest relationship to Miles. Yeah. Spider-Ham will probably come back because, you know, that's good comedy relief for the kids. And Mulaney's just out of rehab. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> out of rehab and dating Olivia Munn, my man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What was the tweet I read that like so much where it's like, you know, John Mulaney got out of rehab and the next day we found out he was dating Olivia Munn. Boy saying uh, white boy summer with his whole chest. <laughs> uh, that's funny. But uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm on board for Spider-Verse 2, as you could tell. And honestly, the fact that they can change up the cast and do so much stuff different is maybe good reason to be even more excited for this because it's like oh they could not only make this really good but they could actually make it really different yeah again like every every uh, movie they do and it could just be completely different from the last absolutely uh all right then moving on from there uh oh actually you know, before we move on uh more sony spider-man news we didn't talk about but uh, i should mention anyway uh, so aaron taylor johnson's gonna be uh craven in the oh, sony yeah. craven movie i i remember i i like when I saw that news, I was still like half asleep and I thought it was going to be Anna Taylor-Joy, the woman from the Queen's Gambit. I, <laughs> I got be really crap. confused. I got really, I'm like, what? Man, I wish they would, man, they're going in a real different direction. And okay, I mean, yeah, I mean, all right. I'll, I'll see. She's good. Is she that good? We'll see. <laughs> but yeah, so it, what blows me away about Aaron Taylor-Johnson is the only thing worth mentioning because, you know, these are Sony Spider-Man movies, which outside Spider-Verse have not been that great. It's this idea that, you know, if superheroes continue to be the dominant media form into the next decade, like it was in this decade, how many more times are we going to see actors double and in Johnson's case, triple dipping Quicksilver, Kick-Ass, Craven? Probably quite, quite a few. Like, it's crazy. Like, my idea was where it's like, well, no, if you're in one series, you can't be in another one. Mm -hmm. Apparently, yes, you can. <laughs> yeah, money talks. <laughs> 
apparently money talks is like yeah i'll take another you know dice roll on a superhero thing also if this means he's craven does that mean we might not see him like back again in some others i don't know man it's crazy i yeah i'm not sure it's crazy like is there like contractual obligations because you have to imagine they're putting that in contracts where it's like look if you play a guy for us you can't play someone for the competition i'd have to think maybe but then i'd also think that maybe sometimes actors wouldn't want that because they're like well what if this bombs like then i can't go do this and you know stuff like that again i imagine that's more of a litigious issue for lawyers and managers and everything to be like look you know he wants a certain level of creative control and an opt-out clause if it fails he gets to go elsewhere yeah then again too you know this is going to be a craven movie from the spider-verse people uh so I don't know. Maybe there'll be something funny and interesting about it. Yeah. See, I don't know whether you could. I mean, you probably can do a Craven movie without Spider Man, but still, like that's it would, just, it's going to be really weird. Yeah, it'll just that would just end up being like an action movie with just this big hairy Russian running around just killing like animals and hunting people Poachers. for sport. Yeah. I mean, like that's what you got to do with Craven. It's like he's a conservationist. He hunts animals for the betterment of animals, and he really hates poachers. That's yeah. the only way they could make that movie make sense. He he finds his wife Calypso, who I love so much. I don't know why he's Scottish, but there you go. <laughs> and yeah, you know, and he gets hurt, and he inhales the herbs, and it gives him the power and everything. Yeah, yeah. That's what they got to do. I, I, I don't mean. think they'll do the herb thing because that's a bit too close to Black Panther a little bit maybe it's a potion now maybe it's like something more magical i don't know yeah, maybe, maybe he just like chugs some toxic waste or something i don't know he's rushing yeah. as as the chat says ace ventura 2 versus Cra- yeah he's gonna be a grittier ace ventura basically craven he's gonna hunt the hunt ace detective ventura. that's the thing oh shit <laughs> that'd be fun I, i'd that, watch that, that that's movie. jim carrey's next role after sonic 2 yeah he's he's busy man <laughs> And again, too, this is also Sony Spider-Man, so there's a good chance it might never happen. Remember remember True. Morbius? True, yeah. Remember Morbius was a thing until it wasn't? It still is. Is it? <laughs> M- Morbius from Sony is the Schrodinger's cat of movies. It is both existent and non-existent, alive and dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll soon know. Does, does uh, Jared Leto deny its existence like he does that other <laughs> film he was in? Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Well, he doesn't have internet on his sex cult island, so, you know. They didn't know Corona was a thing, so he probably doesn't know Morbius is a thing either. (laughs) That's the problem. (laughs) But, yeah, so there's your Sony news, everyone. Uh, Moving on from there, we got a little Netflix superhero news. And this this one was really unexpected, Matt. I think this one ended up shaking a lot of people. Jupiter's Legacy canceled after only one season. Which is very strange considering it actually did really good numbers like in did terms it? of streaming and everything. yeah it, it did really really well this this is the problem with netflix when they're one of the biggest games in town where it's like well what what is good for you what constitutes good for you netflix do you do you reckon it might have been because it was like too expensive or something and it's like oh, it is successful but like we don't want to pump 200 million dollars into it or something the rumor yeah exactly the rumor around it was that it cost 200 dollars or 200 yeah only 200 (laughs) dollars (laughs) only 200 dollars american no it cost 200 million dollars to make which when i look at it i raise my eyebrow like it doesn't look that expensive yeah again you have to wonder like was it like the cast or anything but then you think oh they don't really have that many like top tier a listers in it so they can't have been that expensive with a suit really expensive (laughs) 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe is yeah. Nothing look was Tyler Maine's Black Star makeup too expensive? <laughs> that cost one hundred and fifty million dollars just on its own. So weird. Like I thought the show had potential, and as we had said before, I went into this not knowing the comic book mm-hmm. and quite enjoyed it. So yeah, I can only yeah. imagine other people went into it and enjoyed it too. Yeah, I, I I've never read one of the comic books. I've I've been meaning to, but I've never read it before I saw the show, and I yeah quite enjoyed the way it told its story. Yeah. It's uh, it's weird. It's really weird because I thought like, oh, this one will definitely make it. You know, this one will succeed in the same way the boys see succeeded and Invincible succeeded. You know, Amazon has opened the door. It doesn't always need to be DC or Marvel. People will, uh, you know, enjoy because they just like superheroes as a whole or not. And it, as on top of all that, it really upsets me as well because this is like the only one of those shows, like the boys and everything that you mentioned, that has. A superman-esque character who is superman-esque he isn't an yeah. evil version of him he's he's, he's a, a he's little complex. bit of a little bit of a dick but he's not you know uh doing stuff like homelander did he's not evil or anything yeah he's not murdering people he has his own weird fucked up hang-ups but he's not like a killer no yeah and it, that's what i really liked about it that it was just like that sort of is like a jsa show with like an mm. older superman dealing with family troubles and stuff like that yeah there were some really good performances in there some interesting twists and turns uh obviously a lot of people were quick to say well how the fuck does this bode for the rest of the miller verse that netflix dumped a bunch of money into adapt a bunch of his things apparently they had like five other shows of well, his I think, I think they're moving on to like super crooks or something they are which yeah. is in the jupiter's legacy universe but like off to the side yeah which again to make much sense do another season of this and oh hell maybe even this show could get picked up by something like hulu or something that's the rumor too apparently miller says you know uh, and even dumel that, that's the right guy is dumel yeah, or josh, whom josh dumel yeah yeah josh dumel even they were saying on social media hey we believe in the show we're gonna try and shop it around to other networks yeah it's it's very strange again like netflix is very strange at stuff like they this. are like they'll, they'll get a show that's like a hit and they won't They'll like oh, put push that off to the side. Like altered carbon, they did yep. two seasons of that, and it was really fantastic. And American like, Vandal, ah. and they're just like yeah, American Vandal. They're just like, ah, nah, nah. And yet they'll still they'll keep, like pump money into just like crap. Yeah, where it's like you know usually they wait till there's two seasons to cancel it. It's so weird that they canceled it at one after already giving Miller a bunch of money and after mm-hmm. already you know saying that they're going to try and bring the whole Miller verse to life. So again, it's so it's so weird. I feel like we have not heard the whole story behind this yet. Yeah, yeah. Did the actors want to unionize? Netflix doesn't <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> They really don't like that. Or is it just, you know, Netflix were like, eh, we don't care. Didn't, uh, you know, wasn't as huge as we wanted it to be. We'll do the next one, we guess. And the next one after that, but we see, don't care. see, like, the numbers apparently for, like, the first, like, week or so, like, the day it was released were pretty high. Like, it was on the yeah, number well, one spot and number two spot for quite a while. Yeah, I was going to say. And, like, usually that bodes pretty well, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, very, very, very weird. And, like, also, too, they're not just doing other stuff. Like, apparently they're doing animated stuff from Miller. They're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, more spinoffs, you know, something about villains, which I feel like maybe they greenlit that one because of Suicide Squad. Like, oh, you have a villain team thing, too? Yeah, yeah. Well, again, a lot of, like, Miller, especially his more recent work, like, they, they sell to Netflix and all these places 
before the book is even out like the big the big one being chrononauts mm. the book wasn't yes. even out yet it wasn't even scheduled to come out yet and it had already been sold off and everything i remember and then I you, remember. when you read the stuff you're like oh yes i can see how he he wrote this as a script that he then turned into a comic book yeah as the, as the chat is mentioning too you know it might not be the end uh they mentioned tuka and birdie yeah show that uh what is it netflix canceled prematurely only uh for it to end up getting saved by adult swim so there's a chance this could get saved elsewhere yeah i hope it does same again because you know it, it getting canceled kind of fucks with my own theory of like you know the superhero genre being so big it doesn't need to be marvel and dc anymore and people <laughs> can actually roll the dice on more interesting ideas yeah yeah also, too, you got to wonder if, uh, what is it, Jeff Lemire started sweating a little bit when he heard this was canceled. <laughs> oh, oh, this this creator-owned comic show got canceled after only one season. And, uh, oh, what's that sweet tooth comes out this week? Fuck me, fuck me, hide the money, hide all the money. Return I, the sports cars. I hope they don't cancel sweet tooth because, like, that first season was really well done. Yeah, I'm going to have to check I mean, that I'm going to say they probably won't because it's got, like, the backing of, like, Robert Downey Jr. and stuff behind ah, it. Ah, so there you go. So they probably won't. And, like, Warner Brothers and stuff, so. Yeah, what, what did this show have the backing of? Not them. Yeah. Not those guys. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, apropos of the boys, uh, because we mentioned it there, uh, we actually saw, what is it, uh, Jensen Ackles there as Soldier Boy for The Boys Season 3 yeah looks looks fine looks like how he was probably gonna look if he got the captain america role which he was up for i know which is kind of fun bit casting what a what an interesting career that man had the the suit is fun because it is just like such a mashup of like captain america and winter soldier and everything again i don't think they could have done the soldier boy suit from the comics no because it's just captain america yeah yeah so they yeah had to change it up a bit and it fits the aesthetic of the show it does it certainly does and it'll be interesting, too, to see them kind of do more uh, Marvel-inspired characters, because obviously the first two seasons were all very DC-inspired, mm-hmm. character-heavy. Yep. Also, too, I wonder, will Soldier Boy have the same relationship with the Homelander that he did in the comics? Because <laughs> it's different, guys. It's very different. <laughs> uh all right then so that's all the news for this week i think we can uh, move on to what we read this week and again another huge week didn't read everything i wanted unfortunately but i did read a lot yeah uh where would you like to begin matt uh what did we have we had oh we had batman issue 109 yes yes we certainly certainly did uh the big debut or re-debut if you want to look at it uh of the peacemaker yeah definitely it it was the yeah the debut of like the proto uh peacemaker yeah yeah which uh is pretty cool you know batman he's still dealing with the scarecrow and his new plot to make you know people in uh gotham so scared that the whole thing ends up boiling over no doubt into fear state absolutely Again, I kind of like Crane being all subtle here. It's like, no, I don't even have to put gas out there. People are so paranoid and fucked up already. It's a, it's a cool new plan for him. Yeah, he's realizing he doesn't need his gas to, to and, fuck with the people. And clearly, clearly, uh, what is it, Tyne is taking direct inspiration from that first year of Corona, where it's like, oh, people are so afraid of a scarecrow gas attack. You know, they're buying up all the toilet paper and water and everything. Yep, yep. So I'm like, Ooh, this hits close to home. I guess you can only write this now because things are actually getting a little better. Yeah. Um, we also got like Batman still dealing with what Miracle Molly said about him helping 
Gotham more if he got rid of his mm. past. And again, him still considering that, which yeah. I ultimately think he will consider doing that, like actually go ahead with it. Yeah, I I can see he has a moment where he wants to do it, but then he <laughs> comes to the realization that most heroes do, and that's like, no, we are all a tapestry of the events in our lives, good and bad. I am every bit the Batman I am because of my trauma and, you know, darkness and everything, and I need to keep that. Yeah. But it doesn't always need to bring me down. <laughs> Maybe Batman can be happy man one time. <laughs> Uh, surprisingly a lot of this issue actually involved uh harley quinn and ghostmaker yeah this was that that was like a big chunk of the issue sure was we get to see uh ghostmaker's own personal bat cave the haunt yeah again again are you still getting people that don't seem to realize that he is meant to be sort of like a parody on batman or like like an alternate take on batman they don't seem to understand that that's the point of the character he's trying to yeah. be better than batman he's an that was, batman wasn't that literally the story he was introduced in called better than batman yes it certainly was and it's all about him trying to one-up batman i've got a bigger dinosaur i've got a bigger car i've got a fancier cave my hero dick's bigger than your hero dick yeah and i do like the symmetry of where batman has a cave he has like a penthouse suite yep one yeah, is low I, one I is up high cool. <laughs> Also, too, you know, he says, yeah, you know, Harley, you know, I, I I like you. I've spent a lot of my life talking to psychiatrists. In fact, I am a textbook sociopath. <laughs> but I decided to be all Dexter Sherlock about it and try and, you know, put those, uh, you know, failings to try and make the world a better place instead of being like a politician or a Fortune 500 uh, owner. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm like, oh, that's, that's actually fairly interesting characterization. That's like he could have gone one way in life, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. Also, the gardener, who I kept thinking was going to be revealed to be a big new villain, actually isn't. No, she's like a uh, messenger, almost, this issue. Yeah. Just, a, just a friend of Pamela Isley from uh, college. Well, ex-girlfriend, actually. Yeah, and, and uh, again, the, the characters are made aware that uh, Ivy is un- underground, all the way from that Secret Files issue, that Joker yeah, was Secret yeah. Files, all the way back then. Uh, is under the city, and she's like uh made her roots go all through the city and if anyone tries to like uh apprehend her or stop her from what she's doing she can just rip the city out and just make it collapse and in itself like no man's land again yeah she's just gonna sink the whole city which again i'm like hey is this gonna be part of fear state or is that the next story after fear state (laughs) feels like the next story (laughs) yeah i'm like because that feels like a whole story unto itself doesn't it yeah but, uh, yeah, I mean, that was basically the long and short of the story. Simon Saint puts his plan into action to, you know, basically fake a terrorist attack so Mayor Nakana will have no choice but to uh, deploy the peacekeepers. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, all in all, his plan made a lot of sense. <laughs> it did. It, made, it makes heaps sense. Of course, they still haven't answered the question yet, and that is, is Scarecrow working for him or is he working for Scarecrow? Yeah, we don't really know. We still get those, like, uh, like forward in time stories of like batman yeah, yeah. like kidnapped by the scarecrow yeah clearly something's gonna happen there yeah it's 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 an interesting device that's for sure mm-hmm. uh hey speaking of batman and everything we had another batman book this week but from marvel and that was heroes reborn <laughs> we were we were just talking about alternate takes on batman and jason aaron's take on batman for Nighthawk is like, what if he was a giant raging hypocrite, but knew he was a giant raging yeah, hypocrite? Yeah, w- what if he was insane and knew he was insane and just didn't yeah. give a shit? 
just didn't give a shit about anything or anyone? What if he literally mowed down mentally ill criminals with a gun and then in his, you know, guise as a senator or a congressman from D.C. tried to pass legislation to put more money into the, you know, mental health of America? And I'm like, wow, just a massive hypocrite, which, again, you could easily paint Batman with the hypocrite uh, label. So it's Absolutely. funny to see Nighthawk just shamelessly say one thing and do another. Yeah. <laughs> And, of course, we get to reimagine a bunch of classic Spider-Man villains in Ravencroft as Batman villains. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We got, uh, obviously, the big one being the Goblin, who's meant to be, yep. like, the Joker. Um, even have, like, the whole Dark Knight Returns thing where he gets, like, hit hit by the the, the, the Hawkerangs and he, like, pushes him yep. into his eyes and everything. In a, instead of killing Jason Todd, he killed the Falcon Sam Wilson, which, of yep. course, the bird-themed hero has a bird-themed sidekick. Yep, and even Gwen Stacy is is one of his sidekicks, kind of like Carrie Kelly, except her name's Nightbird. Yeah, or Night Gwen, as she occasionally calls herself. <laughs> the Night Gwen costume is actually pretty dope, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's actually, what is it with Gwen and getting amazing suits in one-off joke appearances? <laughs> But yeah, so they they fight him. They you know screw around there for a little bit, and yeah, genuinely, it's it's just kind of fun. It's basically Jason Aaron being like, "Look, if you let me write a Batman story, I'd write something like this." <laughs> yeah, I was uh, just sticking with that. I read American Knights, and again, that's more uh, that's a Heroes oh, Reborn yeah. tie-in, and again, that's that's it's it was Gotham Central, but in Marvel. Right, it was, because it's Commissioner Luke Cage. Yeah, Commissioner Commissioner Luke Cage and detectives Misty Knight and Jessica Jones, and ah, then investigating cool. the Saint, uh, the the Daredevil guy. Who uh, Matt Murdock on this is a clergyman at the uh, Church of Mephisto in DC. Oh, interesting. And he, he's, he's like Elron Hubbard. He's like he's like uh, shepherding this like Scientology kind of church sort of thing. Oh, fun. Yeah, and he's he's dressing up and like beating up his uh, villains, and the the thing on his chest isn't isn't a uh, an S, it's a it's a serpent. Um, oh shit! For like Mephisto sort of thing, yeah, and it's just like Luke Cage just dealing with like like tracking down the saint and stopping him and everything. It's it's great as well because we get even more Batman stuff because he's got a hawk signal on the roof of the, the GC <laughs> on on the PD building. There's a there's this, uh, a news uh station run by Betty Brant uh, whose logo oh, cool. is DC Talk but the logo is like the old DC logo from uh <laughs> the uh just before the new one. They have you know how that that folded yes. over C yes. sort of thing. It's just that yeah, hey everyone in case in case you didn't know in case you didn't get it this is what we're riffing on it's it's really weird as well because like all these characters aren't in new york anymore they're all in washington because that's yeah, where all yeah. the story is set so it's just so weird because it's See, the district of columbia dc yeah, yeah it's just really weird but it kind of fits as well it's great this, this whole Heroes Reborn thing, and I said it every week and I'll say it again, feels like Jason Aaron challenged himself to do a writing exercise. Like, I bet I could superimpose the DC universe into the Marvel universe without having to create anything new. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah, it kind of did. And I'm sure one of the higher ups, I'm sure, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, Akira Yoshida was like, I dare you. I double dog dare you, Jason. <laughs> and he's like, fine, and I'm calling it Heroes Reborn. <laughs> And that's what he did. So, uh, yeah, that was Heroes Reborn. Pretty fun. I like as the story goes on, the heroes become more unhinged and more unlikable. Like Hyperion, 
fairly likable if misguided. Blur, again, likable if misguided. Spectrum and Nighthawk, total assholes. Yeah, I imagine we're going to get the exact same with Power Princess as well. Just from, like, the, what we've learned about her backstory. How she, like, killed all her people and everything. And, Oops. yeah, again, I, I think she's probably going to be one of the biggest assholes of the team. Uh, also, it's like, how much time are they going to be able to finish this in seven issues? Or are they going to do what I guess they would have done from the beginning is as like, okay, that's heroes reborn done heroes return is the next arc, which is well, them well, defeating the squad. That's what, that's the last issue of the whole series is called heroes return. Oh, okay. Fun. Is it just going to be an extra <laughs> and, long issue? Again, it's like, it's like I said, it's the main story is happening in the backups. Whereas which is and, so and, funny. And the, the backups, uh, what would usually be the backups is the actual main story. Yeah it's we great see, uh, i love it it's it's very fun and very comic booky yeah it's great yeah, I, we, I love it all we also got to see black panther come back under the guise of ronin so you can add him to the ever-growing list of people who are ronin that was pretty cool that's also cool. also the costume he's wearing is his old movie or is his old comic costume not his new movie costume yeah he's got like the big cape yeah which i like i miss the case is, is this an idea moving forward are they going to do that for the new movie or are they like hey capes are in now and make him go back to his old do it. one do it i yeah i i kind of dig it it's kind of fun like it, it, it's not like a big fanfare moment it's just like yeah i'm in my old costume <laughs> is is that implying that if like t'challa never left wakanda and never met the avengers he would never have felt the need to retrofit his costume which is obviously like you know the garb of his culture to look more like a superhero is that the yeah. idea yeah it's kind of cool yeah it's a cool idea i dig it uh what else did you have this week matt uh i had the first issue in the war of the bounty hunters Ooh, the bounty hunters be warring oh and they they do be warring and this was a pretty big like this is a big fucking issue just for like star wars continuities uh in general Mm. um so yeah like we had all the tie-ins that sort of sent everyone on their way towards all this and uh, we learned in a lot of those times there was like some event happening or like as people got invitations mm. to something and uh, this issue starts off with Boba Fett on the warpath someone took Han Solo from him he wants to know who so he like kills his way through uh, four loom and uh, four LOM and Zuckus uh, who Uh-oh. direct him yeah he actually I think kills them yeah i was like, gonna say are they hella dead because they're like well, named star wars I, characters i, I want to say i know they get a, a tie-in issue but it could always be a backup story but like he kicks zuckers off like a cliff on nashada <laughs> and like blows apart for lom and just throws his head off a tatooine cliff because um, yeah because i'm sure like forlom and zuckers must be somebody's favorite even if they're the lesser yeah. tier ones you think star wars uh, wouldn't kill them off if they could yeah. get them to be on like the mandalorian or something yeah yeah well, maybe the, i don't know but yeah he, he he finds out that um he had a um bounty put on him because he hadn't delivered uh han yet and he had it put on to him by jabba the hut so he goes and like mm. tries to confront jabba and bib fortune is there and it's like ah jabba's not here we find that Jabba and the rest of the like the Hut cartels have all been summoned to like this big event, Ooh. and it's an event being put on by Crimson Dawn, who oh shit, who are like coming back into the galaxy because they disappeared there for like a number of years. They did, and um, they're coming back, and them taking Han Solo was sort of like, uh, like a uh, show of respect to get Jabba and everything like sorted. Uh, 
involved in all of this because um, nice. they they have a, a deal going and want want Jabba to like come and talk to him about it and all these characters are sort of coming together and like the the people of crimson dawn are asking their leader like why why did you take han solo like he's he's a fucking smuggler and not a very good one at that no, and um really. uh the the leader says it's because he unites the galaxy he's involved in the lives of some of the most important people in the galaxy from like darth vader and luke skywalker uh dr afra all these people uh have, have a piece of han solo with them and he unites the galaxy and what better way to bring them together than taking him and we learn the leader of, of crimson dawn is kira from uh the solo oh, film from the, oh holy fuck yeah the first time we've seen her since that film <laughs> hey hey you know the solo sequel we're probably never gonna make well here you go here's some again, ideas this, from that this is it and again it's got, got me question if they were gonna bring her back in this they're bringing her back some way some shape in live action somewhere because they, wouldn't, they wouldn't just cool. do her something give her something this big just to waste her in that i like they're not ignoring it they're like hey guys don't worry solo did actually happen yeah <laughs> yeah so she she has uh, like han and uh, her whole thing is like han tried to save her in that film and now she's trying to save han cool yeah pretty cool Unex- unexpected yes very i i originally because i thought like ah, oh, because charles soul was teasing oh it's gonna be so big stuff and i'm like ah oh, he's gonna bring back like black sun and prince Shizor and stuff from like shadows of the that's Empire what i and thought yeah that because that's what i thought they were building towards and it's like no it's crimson dawn and, and kira and all that so Black Sun, are, are, are they still technically... I guess they're not back at this point in continuity, so we're not in, like, Shadows of the Empire territory well, yet. Well, again, we are, because this is, this is the exact time period Shadows of the Empire took place in the old canon. Right. But now we have Crimson Dawn taking the place of Black Sun, more yeah. or less. Black Sun, I think, are still around. I know they were in Clone Wars. Yeah, uh, I know I'm they were in the I'm just trying to think if they were disbanded or not. I don't think they were. I think they're just not as big as they were in, like, the, the Legends canon. Because I always felt like if they did another cartoon or even in one of these news shows, I think that would blow everyone's fucking minds where they're like, yeah, who are the villains this season? Oh, it's uh, Black Sun and Prince Shizor. That'd We're doing cool. it like... That was so fucking cool. We're doing it like we did Thrawn where it's like, hey, everyone, remember this guy you like? Well, he's canon again and he's the villain for this whole season. That'd be so awesome. They should do that. I mean, they got a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, all right. What else was this week? But um, but um, but um. Uh, oh, I had Suicide Squad number four, which I thought they were done with the stupid Teen Titans crossover, but they're not. Oh, really? <laughs> so I didn't even clock this at the end of that Titans book because I was so mad. But apparently they had like taken Red X with them back to Bell Rab when they left. Okay. And this whole issue is like Waller being like, oh, I'm going to break you, Red X, and you're going to join my team. But she doesn't put a bomb in his neck right away for some stupid reason. <laughs> So he escapes naturally and lets all the other inmates out. So the Suicide Squad has to fight them and Connor has to go out of his way to try and save people. And his plan is fucking stupid. He's like, oh, I want all peoples to break their changes and I want to talk to Waller. Oh, Waller's not here. She's a hologram. I'm going to go to her office. Well, I'm going to explode a bomb in her office so I can escape. And I'm like, oh, so you wanted nothing is what you're saying. <laughs> you literally have no reason to be here. Oh, and he defeats every member of the squad single handedly. That pissed me off, too. Oh, of course, he's a Gary Stu. 
he's he's the best. He's the best that's yeah. ever been or ever will be. Yeah. I, I I could not help but think of wrestling writing where I'm like, oh, you're trying to smash Red X over as your hot new tweener anti-hero. Mm-hmm. So now he's gonna beat up all the established members of this book. And oh, he he knows more than everyone else too. Like, oh Connor, I know why you're here. I know why Waller took you, but I'm not gonna tell. Yeah, and see, see, the problem is as well is like so many people love Red X for for because of that Teen Titans show. Yeah, that they'll be like, oh yeah, that's so awesome. He was in one episode. He was yeah. in one episode when he yeah. wasn't the Robin. Again, it's that like that Red Hood like uh, whole deal Effect. where it's like where it's like oh he's got a cool costume, so he's he's so fucking awesome. Yeah, it's it, it's getting really egregious. Uh, one part did make me laugh though, where he's fighting William Cobb. Uh, the talent in the air ducks and he's like hey William uh, I know you're actually not crazy and you're faking it he's like wait what <laughs> <laughs> so yeah Cobb is faking being crazy yeah, it kind of makes sense that it kind of makes sense yeah that's pretty cool he, there. he he shouldn't know that but he does yeah I just I just really was hoping that they go back on I it looks like they are going into that in I think the ne- within the next issue or so uh, just like what we saw in future state because that stuff in future state was so good it certainly was. Well, uh, the, the one good thing that kind of saved it is because Red X let all the prisoners out. They got everyone back except for one, and that one is Bloodsport, and he got out, <laughs> and the squad's got to go pick him up. Uh, yeah, because he's got a movie coming out. Bloodsport, you look a lot like actor Idris Elba. No, I don't. <laughs> Pshaw. <laughs> but there you go. So that's one good thing that came from it. God damn, this issue was greatly disappointing. I'm so glad this Titans crossover is over. It didn't it didn't get anyone over. It got both books under. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, nothing came of it. No, like, no nothing like, at all. No, nothing like you would have thought, like, oh, uh, Bolt will join them, or like, yeah, Red X will yep. be part of the team now. So no, no, nothing, yep. nothing happened. Squad didn't get Bolt. Titans didn't learn anything else about Red X. No. Uh, I guess we got Bolt's origin, but we could have got that anyway. That's yeah. all we got. Again, yeah, that could have just been something we done in Teen Titans. Oh, Tevia saying that it was Rick Flag, not Bloodsport. But the next story is called Bloodsport. Yeah. So there you go. But that's something. So that was Suicide Squad. Not the best. Could have been better. <laughs> Could have been better. Uh, what else did you have, Matt? Uh, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Oh, I had Justice League issue 62. Yes, I had this too. Again, more great stuff with this alternate Earth uh, that the Justice League find them on. And uh, yeah, they end up fighting the big villain. And, yeah, and then ooh. the bigger villain, Zombardo, shows up. <laughs> Which is good, because I'm like, man, you know, Brutus and these, like, you know, post-apocalyptic scavengers really aren't good villains. Then at the last minute, hey, me, Zimbato, I've actually been puppeteering all of this from the beginning. I will be your villain for the end of the book. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, it made sense. He'd, he'd show up again. More more good-natured Bendis comedy there. Aquaman wakes up and people don't want to kill him. There's actually a nice family who saved him. Well, the dad saved him. The rest of the family that story, is indifferent. Like, I, I thought I was missing a page of my comic because like, he, he has that, that really great stuff with like the family, learns their names, and so, sort of like uh, wants to help. There's like that big explosion. Yep. And then like later on, he just like turns up to the battle in the tank. In a tank, in an aqua tank. It's like, like will you miss, did you miss a page? Was there a page missing here? <laughs> Quite possibly. Uh, Flash and Hippolyta actually have an interesting little heart to heart where, you know, Barry essentially asks her to come join the team because, like Green Arrow said, they're looking for new, uh, what is it, new perspective. 
Yeah, new perspectives, and she has a lot to offer the team, especially because they don't have Diana anymore, and, you know, it's Mm -hmm. a whole thing. And they make Barry look like a dumbass who forgot to do his math, which is why the Justice League got well, scattered. It, 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 I can see why, because he did it using the, the, the multiverse map, but then he mm. realizes that uh, it's different her now. world isn't on the multiverse. It's in like a different dimension in the multiverse. I can see why he would make that, make that uh, mistake. Barry Allen, I can think like a supercomputer, but I don't dot my T's or cross my eyes. <laughs> is he, look, is he's ADHD, okay? It got in the way. It's fair enough. Remember, Flash, measure twice, cut once. <laughs> but yeah, beyond that, there's not much else to say about this issue. It was very fast. It, well, it was very fast, but it was all action, basically. It was great-looking yeah. action as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the artist made a meal of it, that's for sure. Yeah, David Marquez. Yeah, Marquez making a meal of this one, drawing some pretty, pretty pictures. Yeah. Uh, but um, but um, what else did you have? Uh, well, I well, I caught up on uh the new Green Lantern book. I read the first three oh, issues. Yeah, I saw that you put out three Green Lantern videos, pretty uh back to back. What's yeah. going on there? Uh, pretty fucking cool stuff. Um, so again, it's like combining stuff we saw in uh Future State. Right. Um, where the lanterns are joining the united planets and oh yeah uh, um, yeah uh the, the whole deal is that people don't really want them to because they joined they're still they've got like the biggest force of the united planets because they've got all the lanterns mm. and they're all spread out and like got footholds in every uh like sector and everything um, and they're militaristic space cops whose yeah, guardians yeah. occasionally go nuts every so often <laughs> <laughs> um so what, what happens is the the the, the green lantern Corps gets reformed and they end up losing half of their sectors they give up half their sectors to the united planets which will be defended oh. by them and they'll have the other half and huh. uh they end up getting rid of the entire hierarchy of the green lantern Corps. so there's no like torchbearer guardians or like leader guardians everyone now has <laughs> a equal role to play in the whole thing so really we're kind of going back in time is what we're Kinda, doing yeah. now yeah yeah um so yeah no one's greater or lesser than and all the all the lanterns get like reassigned and all the human lanterns get reassigned to the crux worlds and the crux worlds we learn are really important because every universe in the multiverse and omniverse have seven crux worlds and um uh, we learn that one of them was uh krypton which was destroyed on part of the guardian's fault and everything another one was zanshi which is a world that actually john stewart ended up uh letting get destroyed oh um, yeah and he feels really bad about it for like decades yeah and it's that reason uh why the guardians um they like kind of make him not really a leader but like someone that like they can turn to for his opinion which uh throws john off like greatly because they're like fuck guardians asking for someone's opinion when the fuck what the fuck happened to you <laughs> so, so john is the focal point on this one it's yes. not hal because morrison no. still has hal no 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 more he, uh, morrison's book's finished but hal is off protecting earth which is one of the crux worlds because it's called right. the crux of heroes um because oh. uh because so many heroes come from earth in one lifetime it they needs to be it. protected and and we learn that when uh the new gods all die out earth will become the new fifth world oh shit which is yeah. funny because didn't dark side kill a bunch of new gods yeah yeah well, he killed the the omnipotence the, the uh what do they call that the oh fuck what are they the quintessence Quint- or whatever quintessence that's the one which wasn't high father on that one yes so there you go so they're one new god and down. a guardian 
Oh yeah, that too. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Has anyone said, "Hey, where's our guardian, buddy"? <laughs> um, well, yeah. Again, our guardian is killed in this issue because uh, people don't want the guardians joining the United Planets. So one gets murdered. They end up getting into the United Planets, and the guardian gets like its funeral. We get his life energy gets put into the ba- battery central power battery, so it can be oh. used by all the lanterns. Uh, the central power battery then promptly explodes. Um, and all the green lanterns and all the green lantern rings are lost in space because they all went off on their um on their new assignments so they have no rings and john was leading a uh party of a thousand lanterns into the dark sector which are these uh sectors of space that have been cornered off by some artificial omniverse cyclone barriers that someone is doing uh deliberately spacey spacey shit yeah yeah he he led them into like so he's like he's like an uh he's called the quest leader he's leading them on a quest and um yeah all the lantern ring goes goes down and the only ones that have rings now is uh sojourner mullen uh the lantern from far sector Mm. who returns uh to find the whole oa find oa like completely destroyed and everything and the only ones left alive like a teen lantern who's still has her gauntlet because it's not actually green energy it uses it uses something else we're still learning a bit more about hers hey Uh, they made that make a lot more sense didn't they yeah 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 we we know it's not krona's gauntlet it's something else um, right which we'll learn through this book and the only other lantern that has it and uh it's a really again going back to all these great runs through the new 52 he had is hal jordan uh, hey. who uh, whose ring isn't an actual green lantern ring it's his ring that he forged from Cronus gauntlet himself yeah yeah yeah. it's made out of it's, it's yeah it's literally him it's his pure willpower there is just so much continuity in these oh, Grand yeah. Lantern well, books, isn't there? That's the thing. Jeffrey Thorne, the new writer, like he expertly like makes it all make sense, and like, but it like, doesn't. It's, it's really it doesn't in sound impenetrable, way. which no, I appreciate. Oh, no, no, you could actually pick this up and be like, hey, if you read like Infinite Frontier, you'll know where the story's going. That's you, good. Read, that's always the big problem. If you read Future State, you'll know where the story's going. Yeah, that's the that's the big problem I think with Green Lantern books and why I haven't read one in so long. Where it's like I feel like I need to know so much I don't know. Yeah, no, you could just like easily pick these books up. Yeah, that's good. I like that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know how many you read this week, but the other big thing this week was, of course, the Hellfire Gala. Yes, I only read the Marauders. Okay, I read Marauders. I also read, uh, what is it, X-Force and Hellions, because I wanted to get the three I normally read down. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll talk about Marauders, because really Marauders is the book that it all spins out of. Emma Frost and the Hellfire Trading Company are having a big fancy party, a big soiree to try and break bread with friends and enemies alike and show how good Krakoa is doing in like the first year. Yeah, how, how good they are and how not evil committing war crimes no. and everyone is. <laughs> no. Oh man, we're going to get into war crimes when we talk about uh, X-Force, let me tell you. <laughs> What's cool about this is they kind of set up like a little Rashomon, like Pulp Fiction thing where you see the party from Emma's point of view in this Mm -hmm. book. And then every other book, you see it from the point of view of other people. So you actually glean more information. Yep. 
the more books you read till eventually you get the full picture. And uh, yeah, Emma Frost, she's glad handed. She's talking to the Avengers. She's talking to the Fantastic Four who are still frosty to uh, yep. what is it to the X-Men naturally because what happened in that Chip Zdarsky book, though, hey, to Hickman's credit or uh, was it no to uh, Duggan's credit, they're sure to mention, oh, yeah, Franklin, you're not a mutant anymore. So that fight we had was really for nothing. <laughs> Oops, but also read whisper something too. Uh, what is it to Xavier? And we don't know what he said. No, no. Could be a veiled threat. Could be their way to get out of something later on. He called him a bitch. <laughs> yeah, he called him an Emmy-looking bitch with his gold trim. <laughs> you Academy Award-looking motherfucker, you. <laughs> yeah, as the chat saying, there's a lot of fun cameos. Yeah, Jewel. Uh, yeah, the Run the Jewels guy were there. Killer Mike and the other one. Yeah, uh, uh, I saw Conan, Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien. Yeah, there's a lot of people there. Yet, not the actors who play the Avengers in the Marvel movies, yeah. which is a missed opportunity. It's very strange, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, missed opportunity. So, this book actually does something interesting, is that, you know, uh, Emma, she gives her big toast and everything, and then the book jumps ahead to the end of the night, to midnight, and apparently something horrible happened, and we don't know what it is, and a lot of people left unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we learn what one of those things might be in X-Force, where we see that Beast is using the party as an excuse to try out a new project he's working on. Uh, remember Terra Verde, Matt? That Central American yes. uh, country <laughs> with the plant weapons? Yes, yes. <laughs> well, so that country got decimated, right? So what Beast decided to do was take some of those plant monsters, brainwash them with the help of Black Tom Cassidy, and basically make them his own moles at the party. Yep. <laughs> To try and break bread, and you're like, oh, that's horrifying. You took a whole nation's, you know, free will away for your own good. And he's like, okay, that's bad, but I'm going to make it worse. So I'm also <laughs> using the plant people to plant organic bugs on other dignitaries and superheroes so I can spy on them after they leave. Yes, uh, war crime beast. <laughs> What a what a motherfucker. The big difference is, is that Emma Frost is actually onto his bullshit. Yep. And she comes to Sage, and it's like, hey, you better fucking stop, because if we get caught, it's all of our asses. <laughs> and Wolverine and Domino can't help, because they have to deal with Deadpool, who swam onto the island and wants to crash the party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's just fucking funny, and Deadpool's like, I'm a mutant, I should be invited. No, you're not. Wait, well, I'm mutant-affiliated, I should get to come. <laughs> And they just, it's the whole party trying to stop him. And of course, Beast Plan bites him in the ass because the plant monsters end up getting corrupted and start infecting other people. So, uh-oh. Yep, uh-oh. You wonder, is Beast going to be able to slink away from this one? Or is the Quiet Council finally going to end up having to put him on trial for some bullshit? Well, see, I could see, like, like they'll put him on trial and be like, oh, you broke you broke the second rule, you know, no killing humans. But it's like, eh, but then, like, Xavier will be like, eh, but he did it because of this and this reason, and we'll, we'll let you go. That's that's the other thing, too, where it's like, yeah, Beast did a lot of bad stuff. He did it because we told him to, though. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's swinging the axe, but we didn't give the, you know, someone else gave the order. It's, it's like what they, it's like, um what xavier said in x-men 20 where it's like look we're, we're, we're handling this orchard situation but we want to keep our hands clean now so we're just gonna let like let mystique take the fall for this we're just gonna stand over here and just turn the other way what she does to, you know we don't see to, to quote another old famous war criminal he's a son of a bitch but he's our son of a bitch <laughs> which is kind of how the quiet council is dealing with beast and x-force at the moment <laughs> yep 
40 Mike there says, remember when Beast was cool? Oh, he's cool, but he's the son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, and I love that the book paints him like that as well. Like, yeah, where they're like, no, he's doing terrible, terrible things. You should yeah. not like this character. <laughs> he, he has fallen so far from the light at this point. But then again, you could make an argument that, like, literally since Xavier put him on the Illuminati, he's been drifting further and further yeah. into this. And this the, is just the, the, the ultimate... island. The island made him a bit more, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh like, uh, he, he's, he's doing stuff in the open now. And yeah, uh, just, just like, he's a bit more, uh, oh, what's the word? Uh, flagrant about it yeah yeah a little more flagrant with his bad behavior shit i should really make a video at some point call it you know the what is it the corruption of beast or something because like literally like hickman could only do this because his behavior in all the other books was sinister whether he joined the illuminati because xavier's like oh well you know you're gonna be the cold calculating one i know you'll make the right choice hank Mm -hmm. to what is it rolling out the red carpet for the secret empire to try and save mutant kind in that uh to fucking with time and bringing the young x-men in when he shouldn't have without asking anyone yep and again these are all different writers who had the same idea so it's like really if we're going in this direction we might as well just make him the cold amanda waller-esque taskmaster of Mm x-force and uh yeah so that was a lot of fun and this story is actually going to be finished in wolverine oh nice uh the last one i had was hellions and hellions is just pure good-natured comedy yeah it's just them just like crashing the party yeah, uh, Sinister got to go, uh, Havoc got to go, and Quanon got to go because they're important. No one else got to go because they're supervillains and yep. murderers, and people yep. don't like them. <laughs> but uh, Grey Crow seems... They had to stay upstairs. <laughs> they had to stay upstairs, yeah, with the kids when the party's going on. But Grey Crow is seemingly developing a bit of a crush on Quanon now, and he basically get dr- gets drunk and tells everyone else, we're crashing that party, we're going everyone, boys night. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, they just make the party really awkward for everyone. Havoc goes around asking people, can we bring back Madeline Pryor? Can we bring back Madeline Pryor? Priest, everyone's like, shut up, Havoc. <laughs> was that panel, I haven't read the book, was that panel of um, Orphan Maker being pushed down the stairs at, at, the, at the Hellfire Gala in the book? It is not, actually, which oh, is a shame because it. it's hilarious. It is it's so hilarious. <laughs> Orphan Maker has a great bit, though, because he's still technically underage, so he yeah. can't be at yeah. this party. So Empath's like, don't worry, I'll give you the feeling of being drunk. I'll just take away your inhibition and make you feel happy, which is just what booze is anyway. <laughs> so he's stumbling around like he's drunk, even though he's not. <laughs> Uh, Wild Child sees his ex-girlfriend Aurora from Alpha Flight, but she's dating Dawkins now, so he tries to fight fucking Dawkins, so Greycrow has to get in and stop him, but... Yeah, and Orphan Maker thinks they're wrestling, so he jumps them, and then Nanny breaks a bottle and goes after him. It's just, it's literally that scene in Freddy Got Fingered, where it's like, it's a nice restaurant, we're in a nice restaurant. <laughs> and Magneto just picks them all up with his magnet powers and gets them to leave. <laughs> the funny thing is, though, is that even though it was a total fuck-up shit show, this is the closest they've ever been as a team without having their yeah. memories wiped or them dying. Yeah, yeah. So it was actually a really, really positive experience for everyone until they get back and find another Mr. Sinister there. <laughs> uh, not Uh-oh. just any Mr. S- not just any Mr. Sinister. This one claims he's the real one. Oh, God. 
or the original, which again, I'm like, wait, when they say original, does they mean, is, is that the one that uh, this one defeated back in Hawks and Pox? Because, yeah. you know, he was the mutant Mr. Sinister. Mm-hmm. Or is this the Mr. Sinister clone that got talked to at the beginning of X of Swords when he didn't want to go, so they rock, paper, scissored with each other? Yeah. And we never got to see which one the real one was. So, yeah, there's another one now. Okay. That claims to be the real one. It's like, uh oh, is he friend or foe? What's the deal? Because even at the party, when Sinister is introducing himself to the Fantastic Four and the Avengers, he's like, no, 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 I'm not that Sinister. That was the old Sinister. <laughs> I'm different enough. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just really fucking funny and just a really That's good great. time. I I love X of Sword or I love Hellions. It is just a darkly twisted little it's comedy great. love letter. It's great. It's the best. I hope it keeps making it. I I think people who love the book really see what it's about and are really into it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had one more. What about you? Uh, I didn't have any more. No. Okay, I'll be really quick with this one. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 67, the beginning of the chameleon conspiracy. I haven't read this one yet, but this is the one I'm jumping on. I have seen some of the pages from it, though. This is a pretty good time to jump on because it's basically the start of a brand new storyline mm-hmm. that's also referencing a bunch of stuff that came before that didn't get wrapped up in King's Ransom. Yeah. So Teresa Parker goes to kill the chameleon in prison. He's being held in Simkara, the place that Silver Sable runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, they got like a Guantanamo Bay deal with the mm-hmm. United States. We'll send you people if you can torture them for us. <laughs> And she's like, yo, I'm going to kill you, Chameleon. And he's like, look, if you wanted to kill me, I think you would have done it before. I think, you know, you want some answers Mm -hmm. about your parents because a lot of your story makes no sense because you were like a Mysterio illusion. But then you weren't all of a sudden. Yep. The fuck's up with that. And then like Chameleon, apropos of nothing, says, hey, you know, there was one time and he tells the very real story of when I tricked Peter Parker into thinking his parents were alive with life model decoys. (laughs) So, like, hey, didn't you think that's weird? Also, hey, who hired me for that job? Oh, Harry Osborn hired me for that job. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? So, uh, you might not be who you think you are. Uh, Also, Ned Leeds is seemingly back from the dead now. And Betty is saying he's the one who got her pregnant. Yeah. Which, technically, he was back before as a clone. Then he died again. So, wait, is this a clone? Is this someone that Kindred brought back from the dead? Because we know he has that power. Mm-hmm. could this be like that there was that remember there was that body that extra body could it be that there are so many places they're going with this is betty even betty when she mm-hmm. just showed up out of the blue like that we don't know she's kindred as well is she also everyone <laughs> is kindred remember we said bane was behind out well everyone is actually kindred yeah so uh that's freaking nuts uh we see more about the clairvoyant which is you know that guy peter was working with to try and tell a future mm-hmm. uh, build a future telling device but they yep. don't have the power source from 2099 anymore mm-hmm. so he ends up getting roped in by chance in the supervillain casino to steal a power source for to pay off a debt yep and that's fucking nuts and uh the big final reveal there is chameleon's like look you know you don't want to kill me you don't want to talk to me Teresa. who you got to talk to is carl the finisher aka the guy red skull actually hired to kill your parents all the way back and whenever yeah but wait he died too in his fight with spider-man or he should have <laughs> but he's back now Duh. is he a clone is he a robot is he back from hell so this this is the story here's a bunch of people some of these people are not who they say they are <laughs> 
I uh, I was interested by this issue, but at the same time, like, uh-oh, Nick Spencer, you're flying too close to the sun when you start talking about the Parkers and all the spy shit. That that stuff has always been dumb. Yeah, yeah. He's st- yeah again, like, maybe he could he could make it work, but yeah, I, I don't think so. It's always been a little dumb and a little unnecessary. And actually, too, uh, out of the blue today, they announced that uh, Amazing Spider-Man is actually getting a co-writer now moving forward. Did you hear that? Yes, I did. I can't remember who who it is uh here i'm gonna look that up right now but yeah which when i did hear it i'm thinking oh this is to like i probably like get 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 nick cracking on these stories and be like no you can't be taking 70 odd issues to tell this one story to tell your uh, ed bresson was the that's the one yep which i like ed bresson i think he has some good ideas Mm -hmm. but i don't think i've ever read any of his ongoing Hopefully he blends well with uh, Spencer on this book. But yeah, I know a lot of people, uh, Sal, our friend Kurt, and everyone are like, good, thank you. Someone cracked the whip on this madman because apparently no one else is as patient as I am for this story. Yeah, yeah I, I've, I've like been liking what I'm reading, but yeah, I can see where it's like, yeah, he's taking 60 odd issues to get to the story he started in like issue three. It, it's literally taken him like two years to come back to this clairvoyant yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, I'm like it can't possibly be two years. Then I looked back at my old videos. I'm like, fuck me, it's two years. Holy yeah, shit! I still remember that issue in it. Yeah, two fucking years. Jesus, two years to come back to Jamie the clairvoyant man. Which again, it's kind of how comics were back in the day. But yeah. usually it was because you know they kept switching writers and everything and making it look like they didn't. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird to see like a writer trying this hard to emulate stuff from a uh, old Spider Man. Again, again, he's got too much power. They gave him too much power. Too much power. We have to wrestle it away from him. You go, Ed. You try and wrestle the pen away from him. In his office, send Ed Bresson in. He's not on a book at the moment. <laughs> yeah, he just he just won't stop writing. He locked himself in his office, and everything's about boomerang. <laughs> Why does he have such a deep and interesting story? (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so that was uh, Clone Conspiracy. I am tentatively interested in this, but at the same time, I'm also very afraid that this might be the story that breaks him because there is a lot of moving parts here and a lot of chances to do something very stupid. And that's the that's kind of like why I fell off. I'm like, okay, he's juggling way, way too much. Like at the end of like that last remain stuff, he was just juggling way too much so many balls are in the air and again with Teresa, it's like okay is she gonna be an lmd is she gonna be a clone is she gonna be some sort of dead spirit like because clearly that's where they're going with this where it's like she's something yeah is she is she chameleon (laughs) yeah was she chameleon the whole time i don't fucking know yeah (laughs) and again when you have a story with chameleon it can literally be anything yeah (laughs) Also, Camille, aren't aren't you like mad because Craven died? Is isn't that whole your <laughs> I whole thought that was like his this? whole thing in that in that in that uh, primer for this whole event. Like, yes, it I was say forty issues ago <laughs> for Hunted. Yeah, he has not brought up his brother since. Yeah, I'm gonna destroy Peter Parker's life because you killed Craven. Yeah, even though he didn't really stay dead because we got a younger clone who was just Craven for all intents and purposes. Yeah, <laughs> you killed the Craven I knew, who actually killed himself before being brought back. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but yeah, so that's everything I read this week. Cool, cool. Shit be crave. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I guess we can start winding the show down officially, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us, both the people on Twitch and the people on YouTube. We had like at least 40 people on YouTube, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. 
That's yeah, pretty freaking solid. Thank you, everyone, for coming out and joining us and spending this Monday night with us. Uh, I know we normally do it Sunday, but, hey, you know, plans change. We always try and keep you abreast of what's going on. Yep. Uh, if you can't get enough uh, Cape Joel podcast goodness, uh, of course, the second episode of Capes and Crooks dropped this week. You can find the video version on the channel with ads or the ad-free version uh, over basically everywhere where podcasts can be found. I put it everywhere. <laughs> Twitch people are saying, well, why can't you put this show on Spotify? Why can't you put this show on whatever? Why? Because I got an app called Anchor that did it all for me, and I'm not re-upping 200-plus episodes. <laughs> That's why. If I had an intern, if I like had someone to do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, so there you go. I also want to remind everyone we've got a merch store with more merch coming yes. very soon. We've got like a little bit on there at the moment. Um, not really all that much, but... Uh, there's definitely more coming uh, in the coming weeks. Mm -hmm. Some of those designs look really good. That's a great way to support the show. Of course, if you're a patron, you'll get to see this video uh, first before anyone else in both video and audio uh, formats. Uh, check out Wild Bill Soda. They are once again sponsoring the show. Use the promo code CAPEJOEL, all one word, and get 10% off a delicious can of wonderful Wild West-inspired craft soda. It's good shit. It gets the Cape Joel uh, seal of approval. Yeah. Does that also work? Because I, I got an email saying they got new products of, like, like jerky oh. and, like, Oh, products shit. and stuff like that uh, so hopefully that works for that as well i mean i guess you won't know till you try but check that out yeah because that sounds delicious that's something i could actually have on my keto diet so that's good yeah uh so thank you everyone for coming out and joining us this is uh, has always been a pleasure i think this one's i mean i don't know should this one go up on youtube matt or shouldn't it like i know we <laughs> said we'd try for a month just, with put, every just put other... it up on YouTube. It looks like yes. it's gone back to normal. I don't, I don't fucking know. I, I, I don't fucking know. I feel like I should just do it because you got nice new thumbnails and everything. But then it's like, well, fuck. You know what I should do? I, I actually uploaded the missing episode over on my other channel. I feel like I should just freaking flip the switch on that one and turn that shit on so people <laughs> can watch the one video episode they didn't get. <laughs> right? Might as well. Might as well. Go check that out and go subscribe to Cape Joel Extra if you haven't because I'm probably going to be uploading my Mass Effect Let's Play there soon. I want to have a bunch of episodes banked before I do it. Nice. So you can check that one out there. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you all again next week. Bye-bye.